Well, hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, January 17th. Hope you're doing well today as uh, we journey together toward Jesus. This is the Deeper and Wider podcast uh, where we gather together kind of around the microphone for a little bit longer. That's why your uh, your podcast app said that the uh, the time was a little bit longer than normal. We gather around and have a conversation about the sermon that was uh, as Hopefully you're doing as you're processing through what you heard on Sunday. It's part of a, a good discipline of listening well to sermons is being able to kind of go back and uh, listen again and process through uh, what what you're thinking and uh, where you want to go deeper and where you want to kind of expand out. And so that's the whole idea of that deeper and wider podcast. And so uh, we have all kinds of guests with us today. New guests. Oh How exciting. Love it. And so you're hearing Pastor Asa, who's not a new guest, but he is here with us today. So say hello. Uh, hello. I guess I'm an old hat now. Is you're, that, yeah, whatever you is are. That, okay. Yeah, you're, you're old something. <laughs> you're an old soul. I think oh, that's what you are. Yeah. Good. And we also have with us Pastor Nate for the first time, a brand new guest. Mm-hmm. So say hello, my friend. So glad to be here with you guys. All and, right. Uh, love preaching, so this is going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. We don't have time for preaching here now. Look, oh, we're going to we're going to interrupt you, you if you start. No, we're going to interrupt you if you start doing that kind of thing. So we have Nate with us, and we also have a special guest. Adam Silverman is here. Yeah. So this is your your second time on the York Alliance Daily Podcast this week. That's right, and second time this week, and. Second time overall. So well, I mean, come th- on. Thankful that's to the good. pastoral Woo, team. Look at that. For, uh, yeah, that's inviting the way. me back. That's so I the guess, way. Guess yeah. the first one wasn't too bad. No, the first one was okay. The second one, and then you're done after this. Just oh, so you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're kicking you out after this. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's so good to have uh, here, and you're going to hear different voices as we go. Uh, this is part of a gathering where we're uh, preparing for sermons that are coming. And so you're going to hear all kinds of different voices at different times. But uh, it's great to have everybody together. As you can hear, uh, probably my nose is a little bit filled up. So you hear it. I, I normally have dulcet tones is what uh, what Jonas... That's what That's what Jonas tells me. They're dulcet tones. I, I don't know what that is. Up. Oh, maybe he did make it I'm up. Pretty it's sure possible. It yeah, up. it's possible. So anyway, <laughs> um, I, I my tones sound different today for whatever that is. Uh, anti dulcet maybe. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we came out of... Asa preached on Sunday. I thought did such a great job of uh, processing through... Uh, in fairness, the easier part of the Trinity. Uh, I mean, I had to do the hard work the week before. Uh, yeah, so you can make but, that up as much as you want. <laughs> but uh, Any, I'm pretty sure anytime you preach on the Trinity, it's, it's always hard. It it's doesn't matter. Hard. It doesn't no, matter. That's no it, it's true. That's true. And so we, he was talking about that idea of partners in the dance and uh, learning to submit to one another, which I, I thought that whole idea of a music instructor was such a great image that was really helpful to me, at least. But Asa, as you have gotten back on this side of it now, a couple days afterwards, um, are there areas that you think, oh man, I wish I would have said that, or I wish I would have kind of gone this direction, or yeah. dug deeper into this? Like, wh- How are you evaluating coming on a Sunday? Uh, I think not only for myself, but also with everyone that had given me any kind of feedback, or most of the feedback I had was on how in the world is it that the Son of God submits to us? Yeah. That, and that really, even now, I, <laughs> I feel like I have to qualify that. I mean, you do, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So much. Um, so that I think if I had more time to spend on something, I would have spent more time clarifying that. And like, what do I mean by that? But I think one of the hardest, and even afterwards, uh, Ray and I were talking about it a little bit. And <coughs> like, even in our conversation, we could not divorce ourselves from 
like our cultural, culturally tainted understanding of submission. Right. Like we, we found ourselves going right back into it. Like it's it, 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 almost like it has to have some kind of uh, domination or forced nature to it. In fact, Adam and I were talking. That's why Adam's here. That's, he had, that's he had how some, I made it. He yep. had some great feedback right away and um, said, man, you should, you should yeah. totally. Now if anyone complains about a sermon, yep. come on down. <laughs> Deeper in water, baby. You know? Oh, that's a, um, that's a scary thought. By the way, just <laughs> as a public service announcement, we will not always invite you onto the podcast if you complain about a sermon. I just want to make really clear hey, about that. I'm just saying. You won't. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, I didn't complain. Okay, yeah, there, there we go. No, okay. It was it was good, um, but I mean, I, I, as I was thinking about it and processing it more with Ray and just myself, uh, like Isaiah fifty three kept going through my mind. Like what these first couple of verses, yeah. uh, you know, whom to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Uh, for he, speaking about the Messiah, grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form, no majesty that we should even look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief as one from whom men hide their faces, despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and our sorrows, yet we esteemed him as stricken. As smitten by, and it keeps going. I mean, just really, oh, yeah. the rest of the chapter, right? Um, and then the whole epically cosmic moment where he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like, yeah. And all, especially some of the recent, semi-recent um, uh, conversations in theological land about that whole that very thing. What does that mean? The father turned his back on the son, yep. and that the, he was in this place of submission to humanity. Not again. I have to. I have to. I have to clarify it. Yeah. Right. That not not that we become God or have authority over him, but there's a sense that we, did, did he put himself under us? Yes, that's the ridiculous nature of the gospel. Well, that's Philippians two as it's well. Philippians two. Yeah. Like it's, you know, he chose chose to humble himself. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I think the, the letting yourself and letting myself I'll speak for myself letting my mind sit there and marinate in that a little bit yeah. it was only helpful for my own understanding of the gospel and just the the depth of it and yeah, it, yeah. is it the potential that we don't like that because mm. then some of the responsibility is ours mm. Right? Let's flesh if, that out yeah if we say that in some sense Jesus submits to us our will, our wants, mm -hmm. then anything that doesn't get done somewhat comes back on us because we don't have the faith to walk in it. Oh, so snap. if I say that Jesus submits in some ways to me, that puts a lot of pressure on me. So is that part of the dilemma? That might be, yeah. Yeah, we don't. And, and I think well-intentioned. Sure. Like we, don't, we don't want to edge on this idea of heresy or, or, or idol worship of, or worship of self. I mean, we don't... I almost wonder, though, if we hide behind that. Well, is it so much that we're concerned about going on the edge as it is about, okay, if I don't do the step of faith that Jesus wants me to, mm. then it's on me. So it's not so it much goes. going into heresy as much as, okay, that puts responsibility on me to keep walking in the Spirit. Mm. That's a good point, yeah. That's, there's a fear, because there's a fear that gets associated. If I do that, that means if I say yes to this, I have to say no to everything else right in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's the opportunity cost, right? right? So that, that I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. yeah. There's also a point that I thought coming um, off of that, what you said, Nate, that fear of it being on us. I also thought of, there's also a comfort of knowing that Jesus is Lord, and we talk about 
you've, you've mentioned in your sermons before, Brian, I'm sure Asa, you have too. The, uh, we, we take our ownership and we make ourselves Lord, but there is the flip side to that coin of, well, I don't really know what's best. I think I like this. I want this to happen. But there is that comfort of, but you're Jesus, you're God, so it's in your hands and you'll guide my steps. So there is that comfort. But um, going off that point, that could be a little uncomfortable in the sense of, well, we do have a little ownership of that. So that's where my mind just went. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that that whole idea of um, Jesus submitting to us, I think you did a great job of of saying this doesn't have to be authority. And there were some other illustrations that you used that, that reminded us that we can submit to one another without it being an authoritative thing. Because Jesus submitting to us, obviously we're not in authority over him. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but but there is a, a an, an underneath. And I think that's a great... That, the the model of leadership that we're supposed to be following. You know, we use that term servant leadership. It gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. But really, it's that s- submitted leadership where I'm I'm choosing to submit myself for yeah. for your betterment or whatever. You know, that there's a, a way of leading and a way of, of caring for one another. Mm-hmm. And the, the crossover of that into community, I just thought was really fascinating. And so the question that just kept coming back to me was, why would I want to do this? <laughs> like, so you're... You're obviously laying out what Jesus did for us. Beautiful, like that's that's glorious. You know, you were in that. You, at one point, you just said, "I feel like I should stop right now and worship." And we could have, but what that wouldn't have done was gotten to our response to it, yeah. which yeah. is like we're called to enter into this in some way. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, why? Why would I want to? Like, so let me throw that question out to you guys. Like, if I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm thinking, why? Why would I want to? live in such a way where I'm submitted to the people around me or I'm giving myself away in that way. Like what, what's the, what's the attraction? Why, why would we want to do that? Ooh, dead time on the no, podcast. No, Look no, at that. There no, we go. I, I'll answer, but I wanted to... Yeah, well, go ahead, Nate. You had a thought there. I see thoughts brewing, so... I, I think there's a beauty, like if, if you're doing like a line, line dance and if there's a large group, what makes a line dance fun is when everybody is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it would be pretty boring at a wet wedding if... The line dance music came on, and only one person stood up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, true. And for those who aren't real good at the line dance, they would never get up there. Yeah. But if I'm like when I was in choir, I wasn't a strong voice, so they always put me next to a strong voice so that my voice seemed stronger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So in a line line dance type thing. If I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable, but if I bring myself alongside somebody who's very comfortable, yeah. then it becomes like it is good on all parts, even though I'm not as comfortable, but nobody sees it. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. in I'm joined into the larger line dance and maybe if there's a lot of people, I can do a line dance in participation but be a little bit hidden in the back row. <laughs> But still know that I feel like I'm being a part. I can still have the same fun and excitement that those who do it all the time, yeah. I can still have the same fun. And they're having fun. And we're, we are having fun. Yeah. So oh, I, I like that line dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. So uh, similar to that, maybe not 
so much in the in the dancing realm. Um, I, I think of the passage in Romans. I want to say it's twelve. Outdo one one another in love. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Romans twelve. So it's just, <coughs> like obviously no marriage is perfect, but I, I can sit here and say that Ray is literally my best friend on planet Earth. Yeah. And um, but part of that is. Um, like when things are, are, are going in a, in a way sort of like the line dance where it's fun and there's, there's a, not that it's always easy, but that like I, my goal is to do the best for you and I know her goal is to do the best for me. And so yeah. I can, it is like a ring. It's like a circle yeah. that has right. no end. Like I right. will do what's best for you and you will do what's best for me and I will do what's best for you and you'll, it just goes mm-hmm. around. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is, is fun. Kind of like that fun of, of the line dance is that yeah. I, I get to like I, again seeing submission as this privilege of like there's camaraderie. I I, I used uh, on Sunday night. I used the illustration of um, the, the the band. You know, like so and so on the drums, and everyone else yeah. kind of submits. But it's there's such a beautiful thing when you're playing instruments and it just works. It's like I don't want to say it's um, ethereal, but no, but it, kinda, yeah, there's a, mean, yeah, there's a beauty to it. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I also think of it too, kind of like a team, just to give a different analogy. So if you have a team of players and they all have their own direction and where they want to go, you're not going to get very far. Ultimately, all that's going to end up happening is you're going to just end up fighting and fighting for it, but your team isn't going to perform well. Now, generally, each player will have their own strength, but you'll kind of submit to one team captain who has like that leadership um, direction, and he'll essentially also submit to... The players behind him because he needs them and he needs their skills he or she um needs their skills and strengths to get there because even if that one person is um put in that leadership role without the others they too are not going to get very far yeah 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 i i loved uh that that whole idea that you talked about on your podcast yesterday of uh, that from that story, I can't. What's the name? The of Kingdom that? Trilogy. The Kingdom Trilogy. Yeah. yeah, that whole idea of passing through the fire and you become your truest yeah. self. You know, I, I think that was what finally came. As I kept asking that question, why would I want to do this? I finally came back to like, there's to some extent this lines up with the way that God's made me, and mm-hmm. so I'm entering into the truest version of who I am. Yeah. You know, and in that the, the idea of the truest version of self. There's joy and uh, and uh, a fulfilling that comes with that, yeah. you know, because of the way that God's made us, mm-hmm. you know. So that whole idea of submission is like we we push back against it. But when you read through, you know, I uh, confession. I often when I read Genesis three early on, I would read through the like the early parts of how sin happened. But the curse of humanity was always just like this strange poetry to me that I never mm-hmm. spent a whole lot of time in. Like I don't really, I don't know what all that stuff means. I never paid a whole lot of attention to it. But when you go back and you look at that versus this idea of submission, I mean, that's really the curse, right? Well, is that absolutely that is. we're not willing to submit to one another. We're not willing to submit to God. We're not willing to submit mm-hmm. to the creation around us. That whole He's shalom shred. idea. Yeah. So if, if shalom is a four-way connection between God and humanity and our, ourselves, our being at peace with ourselves mm-hmm. and the rest of creation, the the fall is really a brokenness in all four of those mm-hmm. things, and we're unwilling to submit. And I hadn't I seen like, the submission piece in yeah. there, so yeah. 
It's an interesting. I think another item there is that if you follow or would subscribe to the idea that a lack of submission is fueled by fear, like I'm afraid right. of something, or even if you're on the other side and you're domineering, it's because kind of, you're afraid of losing right. something, right? Who wants to say that my life is lived out of fear? Like, if we put it right. that way. Yeah, right. Nobody's in No that. one's going to say, yeah, I don't want to live my life yeah. out of fear. Right. I mean, right. that's that's not any any kind of a way to live. It's, it's really one of those things. I, I hate when there's... When, when I have no reason that I can say, like, look, I can't really tell you, but you'll know once you try it. Yeah, right, like, right. Oh, that's... That's okay. it. I get that, that experiential yeah. piece yeah. as well. Like, right, yeah. right, yeah. So you used the example of you and Ray and your marriage as that mutual submission model, which I think, I mean, clearly that's what Paul's talking about in Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. which you referenced on Sunday. Um, it, to what extent is marriage a model for the Trinity? Like, that's a, it's a really, like, uh, there, there's that, and, and we'll try not to get too super graphic here, but, you know, there's, there's this whole kind of concept of this oneness uh, between two people, yeah. and yet there's a third piece in there, so the Trinitarian piece is, is that there's a third part of that. Yeah. And so, so what's your take on that? I mean, we can get into, like... Protestant theology and Catholic theology see <laughs> yeah. those things differently. How much time and do all we have? That. Well, I mean, <laughs> supposed to cap it kick, kick around a little bit. You know what, okay. what? What? What do you think? How do you? How do you see that working as it relates to marriage? The single guy should talk first. I think. Yeah, that'd be that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you have any well, thoughts on that? Adam? Sure, because all the married mature pastors will have thoughts <laughs> that will blow mine out of the water. So, so you gotta start I, I think first. it's appropriate. I wonder why you're going to jump in. Okay, that's great. I um, it. Sure. <laughs> By the way, I was, I was more so pushed into going first. Okay. Than, I got anyway. it. But, it um, looked like you were ready. I'm just was sad. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, well, I would just describe, um, looking at married couples, um, and just kind of seeing how they, they form their family and their roles. They complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, just observing married couples and their kids. Each of their kids kind of seem to, uh, in a healthy marriage and a healthy kind of family structure, respect their either their father's words or like commands or mother's commands, telling them to do something as it comes from both of them. Uh-huh. So yeah. the... Um, you know, as, as so there's a oneness then to the, right, the husband yeah, and wife, right? Yeah. And as believers, we kind of have the the stance that um, the father, the husband, is the leader of kind of that, but the the wife, no less, has kind of that strength mm-hmm. um, and authority over the children. <coughs> where in other other um, religions and cultures, it's not quite so. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. the mother may not have even a comparable authority, but in in this one. Um, she does, and I think that's still ordained by that husband. Yeah, and there's that sense. kind of co-equal, yeah. but uh, distinct, and right. yet united. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, no, that's good, that's good. Yeah, I, I think one of the places that I think it's seen is each parent has a different uh, disciplinarian mode, okay. method, uh-huh. right? Yep. So if the husband walks into the into a room and the wife is disciplining the kids and makes a decision, yep. there is a chance that the husband doesn't agree with that. Sure. But in order for the family to operate correctly, mm. he steps in as the support of the <coughs> wife in front of the kids yeah. to bring unity into the situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And he doesn't say, well, I disagree, but what he <laughs> says is, now you heard what your mother said, you need to do this because that's what she said. Uh-huh. Yeah. Irregardless of whether he whether agrees. Whether I agree or not. Yeah. But the kids need to see, and for our sake, if we can spiritualize it, the counter kingdom needs to see yeah. in the church that nobody's <coughs> here to demand their right. But when somebody speaks up and feels a certain direction, mm. then it's not to come and contradict that, but to come in support of it yeah. so that that strength and unity is there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's good. That's a good parent, good parenting tip. Yeah, there you go. If yeah. anything else, it, it has become a parenting tip. Modeling podcast. marriage, I didn't, right? I, we didn't when did that, that happen? That's great. Yeah, that's great. That, that's good. So I'm that's actually good. curious if you are referring more to what you said in your sermon last week about the Holy Spirit sort of being like the embodiment of the relationship. Oh, I wasn't, but that's versus, a really, that's fascinating. I've always heard about it being like, huh. well, the children are begotten from the the father, right? right? From the father and son, right? So this idea of the spirit proceeding from, and there's obviously a lot of imitations and whatever. Um, But I'm not sure if... if Yeah, no, I I mean, a great oversimplification of the distinction in, in this one specific thing between Catholic theology and Protestant theology, as I understand it, would be that the Catholic theology would see the Trinitarian, the completion of that Trinitarian relationship being the child or the unborn child, which is yeah. why the, things like birth control are a problem within the, the Catholic doctrine. Yeah. Whereas in the Protestant doctrine, it would be more of a connection between the husband and wife and God himself, that God himself yeah. is invited in. But that whole bond of love thing, that Augustine's idea that yeah. the, the person of the Holy Spirit is the bond of love between the Father and the Son... That's a fascinating concept when you think about that as a in a marriage relationship. That there's a spirit that's between in in at least in a healthy way when a marriage is in its best spot. There's a spirit between the husband and wife that almost becomes like a, a third person yeah. within the relationship, almost because of course God's distinct from us. Of course, and yeah, so yeah. The, the person of the spirit is, is different than that. It's a fascinating idea. I don't know that we have any answers to it, but it's just, yeah, it's a really an interesting, because marriage is obviously the place where in Ephesians 5, you went to there as that submit to one another. And then the first outflow of that, Paul says, is, is marriage. Yeah. And so that's kind of the natural way that he's yeah. unpacking it. And but he calls it a mystery. That's exactly right. right. So yes. Paul's calling it a exactly mystery, right. mystery then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let me throw out one last question to you guys before we wrap up today. Um, Asa was really talking about this idea of us being a community of people who submit to one another, like figuring out uh, how to live in submit partners in the dance with one another. And so what does a community look like who does that? Because I'm not sure we have a good model for that, but what, what, what would be some marks of a community that is submitting to one another in that way. I think one of the main main things is I picture this. So if if the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are on, and again, you guys use the term dance, and many years ago I preached on on that theme. So if the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are on the dance floor and they invite me in, and I grab hands. Yeah. I think the joy that's expressed. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I feel like they included me. Yeah. 
and yes. the joy of just being able yes. to move as they move. Yeah, I think that. Oh, that's right. I mean, can you imagine that? Picturing that, the Trinity invites me in, grab my hand, and we dance. Yeah. I mean, the joy of that is just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Inexpressible. No, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Just um, what naturally comes to mind to me is just kind of denial of pride, like admitting to someone, hey, you know, I, I need your help in this area. You have um, more of an understanding, you're better formed in this area that I, than I am, and I'm at this point in my life, I need that guidance. So just mm. being willing to, to be open to admit that you don't have it all figured out. And on the receptive, mm. the other end of that, um, when someone approaches you, um, again, in humility, saying, yeah, I'd be happy to walk along in that area, knowing that you're formed in other areas better than I am, and we come together in community and complement yeah. each yeah. other that way. Yeah. No, that's, I think, the humility as a mark of what that kind of community looks like. Yeah, I think that's a great way to, to talk about it. And that, that willingness to, to ask and always be wanting to learn from one another and engage one another rather than dominate, because that's, the, that's the, the Genesis yeah. 3 that's curse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know where in Paul's letters specifically, I think it says, um, Paul says, you know, dear brothers and sisters, consider each other better than yourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. that's right, that's right. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, you're, the humility, I think you're, you're completely spot on. Um, but I think, uh, not but, and I would say, <laughs> yeah, there's no but there. Um, and, like, as far as a thought exercise that would flow from that is, like, who is the person that, even if you get along with everyone, who is the person that you would say, you would least want to be in a discipleship partnership or community group with. You and you're wearing a kilt? Or no? Hey. Uh, I just, hey. I wondered. I just was I, asking I, I the question. I have a whole line of people who text me like, I like the kilt. Oh, oh man. So, Forget it. Anyway, I, keep I going, keep going, keep going. You have a good thought one. experiment going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, but who do I get along with the least? And even if you do get along with everyone, like, who's the person that you would cringe at to be in a community group with or discipleship partnership or ministry yeah. team or whatever um ask yourself what does what does that look like how do i actually practically yeah. submit to this person because it's 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 no one size fits all it's, right because what it looks like to submit to someone is really to love them yeah and that's not a one size fits all i mean that's whatever right. what's best for this person because this person is unique therefore how sure. i love them slash submit to them must be unique right but that's a a good thought exercise that I found helpful. Before. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I just, I, I came back to that question about what the community because I thought, you know what, like what, what we know for sure is that we are not, and any community that we have is not going to perfectly represent that. And yet a partial representation of that mm -hmm. is so attractive to the world around us that if, if, if we just are learning to submit to one another, learning to engage with humility, even though we don't do it even most of the time. Like, you know, just the, the, the fact that um, one of the things that we get uh, so many remarks on all the time are the role that children play within the body of York Alliance, that, yeah. that how many people get down on their level and have conversations with them, mm -hmm. and the, um, the fact that we, we value kids in a variety of different places, and not perfectly by any means, but that's a, a that mark of the humility of people to say mm -hmm. like I uh, absolutely I can learn from a seven year old like absolutely there's things that God's teaching that fifth grade class that I'm not going to get unless I hear from that fifth grader you yeah, know absolutely like th there's there's things that are happening that way that I think is it's so attractive to the world around us yeah. and um, 
I, I think it's really encouraging that we don't have to get it right. Um, That's because, huge. Because, you know, it's the Trinity. We're not going to get it right. <laughs> yeah. But there's this invitation into a pathway, and even starting to walk down that path is part of uh, part of that. So I had um, one more thing Jump related, in, relating to submitting in community. So part of what brought me to talk with Asa yesterday was unpacking the definition of submission, um, particularly submission versus surrender. I was really wrestling because I understood submission as you don't really have a choice. But Asa, um, after unpacking it, said, I think it, I think it was a perfect submission requires choice. And that kind of, I see of all the things that we just contributed, they all require a choice. Like holding together the hands and dancing requires choosing to do that. To go in, yeah. Um, choosing yeah. to open and to um, seek others. Um, humility requires yep. choice. Um, engaging with those who don't get along with the most requires choice. Yeah. Walking together in community, learning from the little kids requires yeah. choice. Yeah. So no, that, that's, was, that, that was ringing. Yeah. So that choice of submitting, yeah. because well, forced worship isn't worship. Right. Yeah. And right. in the same that's way, where I was hung up. yeah, forced yeah. forced humility isn't humility. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. That's a good point. Yeah. Good. That's solid. Good. Anybody else want to throw anything in before we wrap up? I think I'm good. You good? Yeah, we figured this all out. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad to know that. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> That's good. In fact, well, you know what? We could maybe just not even. We'll skip this last week of preaching on this Trinity because oh, sure. we have we've plumbed the depths of it. We fig- never mind. Okay, we'll do we'll do Stop one it. more week. Get so up. yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in to the Deeper and Wider podcast as we continue to journey together. Uh, we will be back this week, one more week on the Trinity. Not because that's all we need, but because that's all the time that we are going to allot to it right now. We could do it for the rest of the year and keep saying the same stuff that we don't fully understand, but we are going to um, press in one more time as uh, we come this week. Uh, you will get uh, Asa's dulcet tones. Are we saying that's a word or not a word? I don't, I don't know. know. Probably, I mean, Jonas is probably Jonas is probably right. I don't know. Whatever. So you'll get you'll get Ace's voice tomorrow once again as he uh, wraps up the podcast week, and then we'll uh, all be with you on Sunday. So may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you sense His Spirit working in you and through you, transforming you and flowing from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day. Asa will be back with you tomorrow, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Grace and peace to you.